Underpowered Podcast, where our gaming potential may be sparse, but we continue to level up anyway. This podcast? Pod, podcast. Take a podcast. <laughs> episode 14, I'm Shelby Stokes, and today in the cast we have Casey Cool. Yo. And Tony the second of the Player versus Trivia podcast. Oh, thank you. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Good. We're really happy to have you on today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you being with us. So I have a lot of questions because I'm always someone that wanted to go to Trivia Night at bars. And I've always wanted to do Trivia Wit. How did you come about to start your podcast? Um, so I've, I've been to a lot of podcasts. Uh, everything from true crime, audio dramas, uh, gaming, everything. Uh, and I just thought it would be cool to start a podcast, but I didn't want to be phony and talk about mm-hmm. something I didn't know about. And then I didn't want to do the same thing that everyone else was doing. Uh, so really, the inspiration really came from like Facebook oh. quizzes and things like that. Uh, you know, give you a quick little trivia uh, moment. Um, one of the things I noticed is that every single trivia always had what was Mario's original name in Donkey Kong. And, like, that is so boring, and every single one had it. So I wanted to really expand on that and make a trivia game for gamers and, you know, just have fun with uh, people and, I guess, kind of like myself because sometimes I do podcasts by myself. (laughs) Right. You just did the Streets of Raid one, which I liked, and you give the listener – I'm a teacher too, so I always think that would be, like, an interesting way to do a practice quiz is record yourself and have the kids, like, say their answer or write it down, you know, and then listen to your feedback because they're going to listen. I thought that was interesting. How often do you do those short podcast quizzes like that, the 12? Is it, like, every other, do you feel like, or when you need content? Uh, Well, really, that was how it all started. So the first, like, nine, I believe, were all just me. Um, And then I just suddenly changed and I had my friend on and we did Final Fantasy and it kind of got a good reception. So I started reaching out to other people, um, other podcasts. I actually had an author reach out to me, um, Mr. Patrick Hickey Jr. He he wrote a book called, what is it called? Uh, The Minds Behind Games. Okay. Uh, So it's about like developers and their stories behind the video games and... uh, I really had a good time with him, so i kind of been just reaching out to other podcasts and seeing if they want to come on. And if I don't have you know, anyone to come on, I guess i do a solo episode in between. Yeah. That's cool. So how do you go about finding the quiz topics that you want to cover? Just stuff that you like or something that strikes you in your everyday life? Uh, it really started with everything that I like. Uh, as I had more guests on, I kind of wanted to do something that they would have fun doing. I didn't want to do a God of War trivia and they never play God of War. Uh, so I try to pick more general topics that they might be uh, have a little more knowledge on, like PlayStation or Sonic. You know, some old, old, older games are a lot easier. Uh, so I just really try to pick the host or the the guest and see what they would be interested in. But then at the same time, I can't tell them ahead of time because then they just might do a whole <laughs> bunch of research and then it, it comes off really phony. Uh, so I really had to like oh, feel them yeah. out and kind of see what their podcasts are like, see if they mentioned any games that. I could use as trivia, and I really just go from there. Good. Okay, dang. So I can't get any studying done for this. We're going to be on your podcast, which I'm looking forward to. Um, no, I was listening to the Super Nintendo's one with Sonic, and I was very they're, – they're funny too. They're funny guys. I like their uh, album. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun yeah. with them. Now, you're a dad too, right? I am. We were just talking about that off air. You have an eight-month-old son. So have you mastered – you've mastered parenthood at this point, right? You've learned it all. Yes. Um <laughs> 
as long as my wife is there, I am the, <laughs> right answer. I'm perfect there. <laughs> um, I remember eight months, like you're or six months, you're like, okay, they're back to sleeping kind of normal, and then teething starts, and you're like, oh, my life is upside down again. I'm gonna be real. It's all a blur yeah. for me. <laughs> like, like I have two, and just, I don't know. It happened, and and now they're the age they are, and it was all good. It was all fun, but yeah, there's definitely some sleepless mm-hmm. nights for sure. Well, it was my daughter's birthday today too. She just turned two. And uh, so that was like, I was talking to my wife about them. I'm like, oh my God, when did, when did this happen? You know, like I'm watching her today. And every birthday, it, I was like, the theme was, it's my birthday and I can cry if I want to today. It was a very long day. But um, so, Anthony, with the podcast and trivia, hold on. <laughs> He's calling me Anthony. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Did. Tony. Sorry. I thought my, I my government I... name. It's just all my uh, ID. Yeah, yeah. No uh, one calls I'm going to call on. you. Gonna... <laughs> yes. Dad? Dad. Mom. What? Yeah. Does it feel like you're being called on in class? Yeah. In the back. All yeah. right. Yeah. I will edit that I guess out. He's the teacher, Don't right? Yes, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, you don't know how many times. Proper names. Oh no, I know. Dude, Casey, we're gonna need to get you a whiteboard or something behind you that you can like draw an equation on. You know, teach it up real nice. What is your moving forward with your podcast? Do you have any other goals to keep growing your community, or what? What are some other shows that you have planned? Uh, it's really to be more active on social media and trying to connect with the people that are listening. Um, and being more consistent, uh, it is really tough uh, with yeah. the eighth month old and uh, my wife's schedule kind of moving around a little bit. Uh, so it's actually going to become a little more stable. She's getting a new schedule. Uh, so I'll be able to record regularly and edit and do everything, which doing all that by yourself is not fun. But I enjoy the recording progress and listening to it afterwards. So it's all worth it. Do you ever... Being the one man editor, do you listen to yourself and like, oh, I'm saying um a thousand times, or I have like a, do you ever pick up on that at all? I do, and I cut them out. <laughs> yeah, same. I listen to Shelby or me, and then like I'll come back with a note saying, hey, we're saying cool, cool, or we're saying uh, and stuff too much, and so him and Sean will love to be like. Oh, we'll say warm, warm, and they'll just start messing with me as much as possible. So it might be nice to do a solo show, then you don't have people yeah. bothering you as much with the feedback. <laughs> Dude, I just think cool, cool, cool is like the perfect ellipses. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then I went to the store, and I was like, yeah, huh, cool, cool, cool. So how you doing today? You know, it's perfect. Just fill that in anywhere. You're good to go. It works for Andy Samberg, for sure. <laughs> I'm curbing Andy Samberg. What can I say? So Tony, uh, what are some of your favorite games? You're obviously a gamer. What? Are, what? How did you? What did you grow up on? Uh, really, it really all started with Mario. Um, I actually uh, just did an episode with my father uh, <laughs> for Father's oh. Day, uh, and we talked about some of the That's games awesome. that we played. Uh, he played, and I played when I was younger. And it really all started with Mario. I used to use both controllers, uh, player one, player two, and not do very well. I would die. It'd be first level. Uh, first Goomba, <laughs> and just pick up the next controller. Uh, so, I mean, it really all started with Mario. But, uh, you know, Ninja Gaiden and uh, Bionic Commando were really, like, the first couple of games on NES. Uh, but one of my all-time favorite yeah. games is uh, Turtles in Time for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, I just loved throwing them at the screen. And <laughs> me and my yes. best friend used to listen to Eminem's, like, first three albums uh, like constantly and we would always play that game while we were listening to them so we would play the game three times while listening to all three albums you know five days a week or so <laughs> yes see that's a game that needs like an hd remake or they need to do something but i've been talking about it my dream game is the batman arkham city team 
takes over Ninja Turtles, and you get a Ninja Turtle Arkham City game that's like multiplayer yeah. that you can roam through the city. That just yeah. so well, you know they they did try to do uh, like a a remake, but they're reshelled and everything. But it, it eventually got pulled yeah. from the marketplace, I believe. So it's not even available anymore. Ah, but yes, Kindred Spirits, Turtles in Time, great game, great game. The original NES Turtles game, not so great. Oh, uh, people love it for its difficulty, but I think that uh, nostalgia is just getting to them or something. Yeah, dude, the underwater level. Oh no! No way! No way, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, mm-mm. nope. I don't know it well enough. Turtles in Time, yeah, all day. I, I know that one pretty well, but the oh. older NES one, no, too hard for me. I think I found our next punishment <laughs> for our podcast. <laughs> so we, you, you know, we do bets here, and oh, it looks like uh, so we did a Twitter poll because him and I are doing a backlog challenge, and we're trying to see who can beat the most video games off our backlog. We have a group of fifteen. And this next month, we have to do uh, the the winning result was meatloaf karaoke. Yes. And we have to perform. Uh, I'll do anything, but I won't do that on like stream or on YouTube. We have to do a live karaoke performance of that because we're dumb and are encouraging each other to play our old video games. Do you have any? What's your backlog look like? My backlog. It's all pretty recent games. Uh, we got a uh, Resident Evil Two, the remake. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake. Huh. All games from the last eight months, maybe. <laughs> Weird. Well, you know, you buy them and then they sit Dude. there and you're like, "Oh, I gotta play this." That's how this and... podcast happened. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> uh, one a little older, uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole. That's on my backlog. Oh, yeah, I really like the Stick of Truth, and I bought this game, and I, for some reason, I just never played it. And. Um, the entire Uncharted series. Oh, that's a good one. They were actually just free on PlayStation um, during the, well, I guess, COVID. Well, and uh, so I bought them. Well, not bought them all. They were all free. Yeah. And so I'll eventually go and play all of those. Yeah. Even I hear one's a little janky. Um, I'll see how it goes, and I might start it too, really. But yeah, it's hard. Yeah, we'll yeah I downloaded those twos because it was Uncharted, and then it was Journey, right? And I never played Journey, so I played a little bit of that. And Journey's on your backlog, right? Um, I wish it was because I think it's a pretty short game. It's oh, not currently, right. but uh, no, I actually had the same thought too. Like I'm going to go through and play all the Uncharted games and then I got Uncharted 4 and I'm like, nah, I'm going to play number four and just forget <laughs> the first three ever existed. Yeah. But now that they're free, I might go back. Who knows? Who knows? I know. You can't pass up free. I mean, how do you guys feel about jumping into games that are older? Like, if they have a little bit of jank, I think, like, we remember them as being a lot better than they are. But when I jump back into those janky games, ooh, it's a little tough at times. Yeah. I was thinking about that with Dragon Dogma, because that game came out, you know, like I was saying, 2012, 2013, which you still need to beat. And it has all these cool elements. So it's hard, because, like, I feel like with how we do things, we have to really think about when was this game made, and my thing is, does the game hold up? Right, because mm-hmm. there's like, like he talked about the original Mario still would hold up. Like I could still play that and enjoy that. Super Mario World still holds up, right? But I don't. I think some games the jank ages it out, and it's not as it can ruin the experience a bit, right? It's not like what you call like there's games that are instantly classic, you would go back to and you could ignore the jank. Yeah. Tony, what do you think? I think a lot of the playstation and nintendo 64 games are really the ones i could not really go back to um yeah you know unpopular opinion or maybe this is popular i don't know how many people have really gone back to play this but golden eye 
does not hold up. Ooh. It's not no. fun. No. The way first-person shooters play now is just so natural, and to try to play a game like that, it's just it's near impossible. The controls are just they're terrible. Um, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give one credit to them is that they have the feature that you can use two controllers at one time, and that's kind of cool, but it doesn't you know make up for just a bad looking game. <laughs> yeah, that's funny you bring that up because when I when Rare Re- Replay came out a couple years ago, whenever it was, and it was like all 30 of those titles, I was like, oh, Jet Force Gemini was one of my favorite games as a kid. And I loaded it up, and the controls are atrocious. Like, I couldn't get anything done. It sounds a lot like Goldeneye. Like, eh, this thing can yeah. work out for me. I know. I, I think I think Mario 64 probably wouldn't hold up to where the Mario games have gotten. And when I did, so like Zelda Ocarina of Time was on my backlog because it haunted me for all those years. I played the 3DS version, which was a much more updated version. It was much clean, but I could still see the issues with it, where modern Zelda is today. It's hard. It is hard to jump into those old games. Like That Final Fantasy VII remake would be interesting. I want to know people's opinions. That So, Tony, did you play the original FF7? Yes. Okay. When you play the remake, let me know your thoughts on comparing the two. Because it seems like it's just a totally new game. Uh, well, I have played a little bit of it. Oh, okay. And you're right, it is a totally new game. Um, as far as, like, the story, it only takes uh, the setting for this part of Final Fantasy VII Remake is only a small part of right. Final Fantasy VII, the original game. So, I mean, there's just so many more elements. Uh, the battle system's completely different. You know, obviously the graphics are completely updated. It is really a new game for a new generation. Yeah. Does it make you feel old at all? Like, are you like, um, are you happy that they're doing this with something you love, nostalgia? I'm only 32, so I refuse yeah. to say I'm old or anything yet. Um, <laughs> and again, nostalgia, I guess like that's nostalgic. Um, I feel like you need like a good 15, 20 years okay. in between really like putting nostalgia out there. A lot of people will say like, oh my gosh, this Xbox 360 game. Like, I mean, oh, no. I don't feel I, I don't feel nostalgic about Halo 3. I, I you know I was like 20 years old. Like, or Red Dead. Yeah, same for me. I'm like, you know, yeah. or Red Dead. Yeah. So, um, you know, putting things a little further back, I can really feel the nostalgia. And I do get a lot of that from the little bit of yeah. Final Fantasy 7 that I did play because uh, it starts out very similar uh, going to the first um core and destroying all that the so. music too i hear is just still amazing and it's amplified oh when you buy the game well i guess the deluxe edition you get a soundtrack and i played that soundtrack constantly for about till today <laughs> nice square, <laughs> still square makes great music people people it, they sleep on it and i know i'm 34 and shelby you're 32 correct? that's correct you're gonna be yeah, 30 32. and you're gonna be 33 in august mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I remembered your birthday. When my what birth, what month am I born, Shelby? Let's see if you remember. Let's see who's the better friend. What year were you born? No, what month? What month? Let's see if you can remember that. It's one of the twelve for sure. <laughs> okay, got it, nailed it. Let me you guess. It's in the next three hundred and sixty-five days. Yes, very good, very good. Nailed it. We talked about the backlog. So everything for your backlogs last eight months, oddly enough. Um, what are you playing currently, though? Just Final Fantasy VII, or what else is on your current like? What are you grinding through? Oh. Well, I put the Final Fantasy VII on the back burner. Okay. Like, I didn't get very far in it. Uh, I, I was, I'm definitely going to go back to it. Um, right now, I'm really playing Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. Uh, I just bought the Hori Split Pro Damon X Machida edition for my Switch. Uh, so it's totally changed the way I play Switch. I play a lot more handheld now. Uh, so in between, you know, putting the sun down, and I'll grab it for a few minutes, play a stage, and, you know, uh, 
I'll be able to put it right back down and really pick up right where I was. What is that, Hori? What is that? The the I can't even remember the name. Uh, it's, so the Switch, uh, the Joy Cons are not great to actually. Play yes, with. I caught the drift. I was telling them last week. That's <laughs> it's like it sounds like I have an STD. Yeah, they're great for Mario Party, and that's about it. Burns. <laughs> But uh, the Hori Split Pro is like a full-size controller split in half and then connected to the two sides. So it's way more comfortable. There's a D-pad, and I don't feel like uh, the tiny little buttons are going to push holes in my fingers. And you obviously don't get the drift where you're like randomly playing like a precision game like uh, Hollow Knight. It sucks balls. It's not a Nintendo product, though, right? Uh, There's a lot of third-party accessories for Nintendo and other stuff, too, but they have a lot of Nintendo stuff. These look really cool. I'm looking at them right now. Man, these look awesome. It's like a full-on controller. Nintendo third-party accessories have always been iffy. Sometimes certain companies knock it out of the ballpark, so I'd be curious how those Hori ones hold up. Like, I've gotten some where the controller after two weeks it's just garbage you know it, it depends but i've heard some good things with the hori one you're the second or third person in like the last month that mentioned that yeah i got mine pretty recently but i did wait yeah. a while after they initially came out to get it so i actually did like a i went on youtube and watched some of the reviews yeah. today you know where they re-review things okay and a lot of them said that they hold up so I'm hoping that it'll hold up, and it wasn't too expensive. Did you catch the drift? Have you gotten that at all in your, the old Joy-Cons? Or? I think so, but I really just don't use the, the Joy-Cons like that. So I use it for Mario Party, that's and, and that's about it. I was it. using them for Smash at school. Yeah. I'd bring it in on Friday, and those kids, man, they were so hard on those controllers. That's how I, I caught the drift. I caught it that way. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm these Hori things, I think, would be the way to go. So can you slide the Horis into... They wouldn't work into the the pro where the Joy Cons go into the handheld controller, right? No, no, just just on the Switch directly. Yeah. Do you find yourself playing uh, handheld more than you were before your son came around? Well, y- yes, but only because of the Hori Split Brad. <laughs> before I wasn't really using gotcha. it, and I was like, you know, nice. I, I think nice I want to play more handheld, so I bought them. Yeah. And it turned out to be a pretty good purchase. Well, and I'm sure you're uh, using those. Uh, uh, those switch controllers quite a bit, right? Because you're playing uh, Hollow Knight, right? I'm using the Pro controller. And Are you? Yeah, I play it on my big TV. <laughs> oh, fancy over here! And my son really? loves that game. Asher loves watching that game. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking I want to get him into Metroid because I think that would be the shift for that. Uh, Hollow Knight still great. I'm near the end. I think. Uh, the biggest frustration for me in that game is the Dark Souls element of it, where if you die and you don't get back to your soul, you lose all your money. So today I lost like 8,000 coins, or Geo as it's called, and I was just like, oh, so mad, so mad. I tried not to have like a baby rage fit, because like that's my big thing. I don't want to like show my son, like, or just to have like a swear fest or that when he's watching. It was more of a, <gasps> he's like, Dad, that vein in your forehead's really big. You know, it's throbbing. Uh, but it's a great game. It's They say the main story is 25 to 30 hours. There are so many little side things that I keep finding. Because I'm already at 30 hours with it. And I could keep playing that. Because I've been watching things now where I'm like, okay, let me go check on YouTube. Like, I found a hidden zone. I finally got the cartographer achievement because I got all the maps of every part. But there's like, oh, like uh, there's these spirit warriors you can go fight in each map. There's 
the find the larva in each map do that like there's something added and then there's dlc that they're going to come out with soon the silk song um i can't it's been I, the last game i played because i know metroidvanias are like the new hotness mm-hmm. for the last five years and super metroid was the last one i played as a kid and this is making me love that genre again and i'm very excited to try axiom verge which i've heard is a great metroidvania i can I highly, highly recommend it. It's a hard game, but it's when you beat something or you get past something and you've gone on that grind, you right. feel like you accomplished something, right? And the game takes so much away from you in that you're trying to find... When you find something, it's just like a little thing. Like, oh, it's just kind of a small upgrade. The, every upgrade makes you build and build and build, and you find these strategies to make your upgrades work. And you and I could play with completely different sets, like... I fought a boss today that was like a giant jellyfish and on the, the recommendation I saw someone's like, where are these charms? I'm like, oh, these charms suck. So I went and did my own perks, right? And uh, it works out better for my play style. And I, I'm i really <laughs> glad you picked that game this month for me because I've been playing so many JRPGs. It's been a nice change of pace. Are you hitting any of those bosses that you just can't stand? The Spirit Warrior ones, I can't stand. Those ones are really hard. The ones that you... <laughs> I went to the graveyard. There's some graveyard where there's all these Spirit Warriors you can talk to and you get history. And then the one warns you, if you pull out your sword, you're going to have to face me. And I was kind of like, okay, let me talk to everyone. All right, I'm going to pull out my sword and see what you... And it just destroyed me. Like, and it starts flying across the screen. And part of me wants to know, it's like, can you kill it? Can you kill it? Or is it one of those things that... It's there and it's going to kill you anytime you do it. Like, you're not meant to destroy it. Yeah, I feel like that game's designed so you can beat it. Like, I'm sure there's a way you could go in there and just own same, it. Same, same. I think, well, you can go back after you beat the game, is my understanding, and go do that. No, I haven't. So, have you played the game, Tony? Okay. Do you not play any Metroidvanias or... Not recently, okay. If, if you want a hard game, I highly recommend it, but... <laughs> If you want a game that's going to make you break your Hori controllers, this is yes. the one for you. <laughs> well, Streets Rage Four is pretty hard, right? If you get put it up, uh, put up the difficulty. Uh, there's you know quite a few difficulties. Uh, the last one is Mania. That's pretty difficult. Um, but if you go on YouTube, there's people just beating the whole game without taking a single hit. It's pretty insane. So it's really all about strategy. It's way different than the. Um original ones right because i played the one on game gear when i was a young young boy but they didn't the juggling's like the big added mechanic right yeah okay i'm curious I, i'm yeah, so tempted to buy that that's like right up your alley right i mean you're all about the brawler games yeah i am but i feel like we need a set of rule <laughs> that if we buy a game we have to put it on the back oh lock. wow now you're really raising the stakes yeah right then it makes us focused on those games yeah no i because i've been thinking about this a lot because like eventually we're gonna get through the backlog right and we're gonna have to get a new backlog so i don't know if like maybe i should pick a couple games from i could play i could pick a few for you you could pick a few for me like we could have some fun with that but we can talk about that more yeah yeah yeah, yeah but um, oh, speaking yeah. of frustrating games i've been playing a little game yes. called kingdom hearts 3 oh you mean the children's game? Yes, the children's <laughs> game. The game that is made for children. It's very difficult in spots, and I don't know why it spikes in difficulty randomly, but it's very upsetting. Is it because you're not leveled up? Is there is it a thing like a scaling thing, do you think? You know, maybe, like, possibly, but I'm not about to go grind stuff out. Like, this is not one of those games where it's just like, here's a pasture and go grind. It's like a pretty linear 
um, path that you follow throughout the entire game. But I'm hitting like these bosses mm-hmm. where they have like 55 health bars. And this may be true in FF7 too. I'm not sure if it's just a style of game or not. But it's like get through this health bar and then you're going to get a whole new health bar and you just run through health bar over health bar. And it didn't feel like it was challenging in spots. It's just like, okay, dodge the undodgeable attack and then cure yourself before you get killed. Very frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been a (laughs) non-fan of Kingdom Hearts since, since, Uh, uh, I guess, all of them. But um, I did hear that the battle system was somewhat similar to Final Fantasy VII Remake. So maybe it is really like the style of game. but, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know played. what? I wouldn't suggest playing it, to be real with you. I mean, it was free on Game Pass, and I had played the second one. I'm like, yeah, I remember that being okay, and I got kids. They'll get into the Disney thing. Sure, I'll put this on my list. Why did I put it on my list? So, do you feel like Why? you're too far out to hit the eject button? Because we got three ejects. I'm waiting for one no. of us to use it. No, you're not going to use it yet. Okay. I, I got to see it through. I got to see it through. Like, um, there was a Big Hero 6 world, mm. which, and I, we had never seen Big Hero 6, so we watched it. That's like a fantastic movie. Great by movie. The way. Big Hero Six is dope. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're currently in that land, just going through it. But there's definitely like points in this game where I'm like, I'm about to throw this thing out of a window. This is ridiculous. There's this part where you have to collect 300 crabs, and you go around the city. I had 275 crabs, and then I got killed, and it respawned me at the beginning <gasps> oh, no. with zero crabs. <laughs> zero. And this is like a 10 minute like run, like 10, 10, 15 minute run. I'm like, what are you doing? Like games have gotten better since this. I found in life you usually don't want crabs. <laughs> but no, you, you know what? That's how you that's how you save the Disney kingdom is by getting crabs. Okay. Gotta get crabs to save Disney. Got it. Yeah. Um, they will reopen Disney World if you um, get crabs, Casey. Good I'm to pretty know. sure. Yeah. What is I was like, oh, Ariel? Little what Mermaid? World is that makes sense. No, this is uh, Pirates of the <laughs> Caribbean. Uh, so you have Johnny Depp doing his Johnny Depp. Okay. okay. He definitely like, has crabs. You know, for sure. Basically, a cool alcoholic, I think, is that character in a nutshell. But hey, it works out, I guess. I, do you remember those pirate movies being good? <laughs> I remember them being popcorn flicks. Like, I mean, I wouldn't put my critics hat on and be like, "This is not realistic," but it was fun. I think the first two were really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember what happened. I think the third one was like, I don't know, I'm like, ah, it started like. Which is the one with the octopus octopus face? Yeah. I think that's the third one, right? With Davy, jo- that's Davy yeah. Jones, or maybe it's the second one. Yeah. All I know is I got halfway through the third one, and I was like, oh wait, I have seen this movie, and it was halfway yeah. through the movie. <laughs> So yeah, I'm suffering through Kingdom Hearts. It's it's gonna happen. I'll get through it. Um, my kids are out of town right now, so I'm not gonna play that for a couple days. Take a little break. Um, I also put the final touches on a little game called Forza Horizon. 4. Oh, you beat it! You I finally did. did it. You did the I last did. five hours you needed. Oh, good for you. I did. Yeah. So basically, I got into that last run. So uh, Tony, to catch you up, what we were doing is we were I. I started playing Forza Horizon, then I realized it was like an MMO. Like, it was a game that would go on forever and just quests pop up as you complete quests. So I'm like, okay, there's no end to this game. There's no credits. So then we agreed on 30 hours. So I got to hour 30. The problem with me getting to hour 30 is that I was halfway through the game series for the Horizon racing series. So they have like a series of 10 races, or I think it's eight races, and each one pays homage to a game within gaming culture. Mm. 
and it was really neat. Like it was really well done. Um, like they had one that was showcasing crazy taxi. So they like put you in a taxi until you drive to this place on the map and you like kind of um, play with that a little bit, but yeah, that was pretty neat. So by the time I finished, I think I was closer to 31 and a half, 32 hours. Um, but it was good. I really enjoyed that series of races specifically. It was neat. I will say that it brought light. It brought to light the fact that I am not a racing fan of games. Like I didn't realize half of what they were talking about. Definitely had to look it up online. I'm like, oh, they're talking Daytona 500. Oh, that's that arcade cabinet. Um, they're really into it. So, but you like Mario Kart, don't you? I do. Yeah, Mario Kart's good. Mario Kart's a good like party game, though. Like I wouldn't sit down by myself and play through a tournament on Mario Kart. I do. You do. <laughs> I do. I, yeah. I do cups. I mean, I do play online some, but uh, online's kind of crazy hard sometimes. The online on Mario Kart's legit too. I've actually gone to well right yeah. before COVID has started a couple tournaments and placed the second and fourth nice. in some Mario Kart. Uh, you know, eight of course. And um, I yeah. also uh, I get together. I get friends together. Well, online. Yeah. And uh, I got a couple of friends in Florida, a couple in South Ca- South Carolina. And, you know, we'll go on, we'll play, you know, probably three sets of four or something like that. And, uh, I mean, it's super competitive. We talk a lot of crap. And, I mean, it's super fun. Oh, I got to get your Switch code. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm going to give you my Switch code after this. I went in on this, Mario. I need some, because I try to get these guys to play Smash with me, and I'm just too good. I think they're scared. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's definitely so, it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, a, a Mario Kart. No, the Mario Kart scene seems to be growing, too. Like, I think there is a bigger competitive scene for it, because it's... Nintendo's uh, best online game in that it's the on- only online game that works online. <laughs> Pretty much. Everything else is super laggy. Um, a lot <laughs> yeah. of people think that it's really casual, and it is a really good party game. It's a really good casual game. Mm-hmm. You can invite people over, and everyone can have fun playing it. But there is a real competitive edge if you really know how to play, especially with yeah. uh, sniping with green shells or avoiding shells by running into the walls. Um, slowing mm-hmm. down so the blue shells don't hit you and they'll hit the person in second place. I mean, there's a lot right. of strategy that can really go in and take you really to, like, the next level. And the battle modes are great, too, to change it up. Like, the steal my sh- uh, the, the shine one's great. I have a question for the Mario Kart enthusiasts okay. in the room. How do you figure out which build to go with, mm. right? Because they have all these carts, all these wheels, all these characters. Like, do you just find a loadout that works for you? Or do you have, like, specific go-tos? Or how, what does that look like? This is how I judge people. What character do you use, Tony? What? Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. Um, well, I used to. It really depends. If I'm being more casual, I use Luigi. I kind of use Luigi and everything. Um, oh. Not. I don't have any older brothers or anything, but I had a lot of older friends, so I was always like that second player. So Luigi's always <laughs> kind of like spoke to me. Uh, so I do use a lot of Luigi. Uh, but as far as like competitive uh, Mario Kart, the, the heavy characters are where it's at. They're a little really? slower. But um, once the, their top speeds are a little higher, right? So uh, and they they bump harder when you hit them. You can kind of knock people around. Uh, so the heavy characters are really the most competitive. Competitive. Um, a cart, uh, I think, like something like the buggy or something that they don't fit in, is usually yeah. <laughs> what looks good. Right. And then something with like tiny wheels. I can't really think of what the yes. wheels. Are right They're now. like the little red wheels, right? The yeah. red ones with the yellow. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too online. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I growing up, I was like Yoshi because Yoshi was just I like quick acceleration, and then mm-hmm. drifting. Uh, but I like um, I'll use my knee, which is heavy a lot of times because I have the Mega Man outfit and I can look like Mega Man yep, when I'm yep, driving. Yep. 
and I like riding the scooter. The 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 moped is great. The Animal Crossing ones too. Those are good. Yeah, uh, but okay, for, yeah. it depends because like mm-hmm. I Double Dash is probably to me if they made a the next version be another Double Dash. That's peak Mario Kart because there's co op in there. I don't know how you do it online, but the drifting was so heavy in that game, and that's when like you started paying attention to the drift mechanics more. I feel like and that was the sparks, right? That's where they introduced. Sparks. Yeah, the sparks and the blue sparks are still there in this one, and then you drift, but. Um, the, the, the addition of motorcycles have changed things too. Cause some people like to whip around on the motorcycle. You gotta play what you like, but the heavy characters, I do see a lot of, so you can use your me and make them super fat or go Bowser. Yeah. Bowser, dry Bowser. <laughs> well, I remember back in the day when yeah. you were like battling, if you had a heavy character, you could just ram right into somebody and mm-hmm. make them lose a balloon. That was so satisfying. <laughs> well, I think speaking of satisfying, we have some satisfying news stories and some unsatisfying news stories because the state of the world's really yeah, weird right now. I think we should talk about the most unsatisfied people that were on Mixer. Right <laughs> yeah, now. so uh, Microsoft has decided to shut down Mixer and is moving all of their streaming to Facebook Gaming. This will be official as of July 22nd, um, and it sounds like a lot of the Mixer partners that are associated with Mixer are going to be... Let's just say their contracts are going to be try. They're going to try to mimic the contracts they have in place with partners that are currently on Mixer and extend that to Facebook Gaming. Um, it's hard to tell whether. I mean, it seems like the streamers are all over the board. Um, obviously, there are some that are very upset, especially those that signed exclusivity clauses with um, Mixer. So, just kind of odd that Microsoft would shut down something like Mixer, especially after pouring so many assets into mm. it. I don't know if it's that odd. Do you remember their music, Zune? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Zune? Yeah. They, they tried to do, like, the music thing, and they're like, this isn't working out, and they pulled the plug on it. Like, they've done this before, in my mind. They they're, they know when to call a loss a loss. Mm-hmm. And I think where streaming's at right now, it's really competitive and hard. I'm surprised most by them going to Facebook. And why is that? Why does that surprise you? I guess just because of... Facebook's public appearance right now is not great, mm-hmm. especially in today's political climate. I know a lot of people are mad at them and how they conduct business. They're they're growing though. There's so many people on Facebook still. So, but I'm surprised that when I think of Microsoft, I think of their OS, you know, mm-hmm. their software. And I'm surprised they would line up with something like Facebook, where and it kind of makes sense. I'm curious if this is leading to a future more businesses to align with Microsoft and Facebook to do more. If this is the beginning of the next megacorp. Hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the strangest things I think is, like you said, the assets yeah. that they poured in, and you think mm-hmm. about some of the streamers, um, one of them being Ninja. Yeah. And supposedly they Jeez. gave him several million dollars, more than several, I think tens of millions of dollars or something like that. Um, and I think that was just earlier this year. So it just seems so soon. 20 to 30 million was the expected deal to leave to go to Mixer for Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. That's a ton of yeah. money. Uh, uh, I'd be very happy with that. I, you guys would never see me I'm again. I'm really curious to see where he ends up since he's probably the biggest streamer, or at least top three, top five uh, streamers yeah. out there. And to be just kind of given free reign out, out of nowhere is uh, it's kind of shocking. I don't think he goes back to Twitch, though. They kind of burnt his bridge because remember they had the the pornography on his channel, right? There was mm-hmm. like they had the channel like there was a bunch of controversy after that, and he was so upset because kids go and watch his brands, and their kids like, "What's this, mom?" And I, I'm surprised Twitch didn't get more in trouble for that. 
Yeah, and he does he get paid out now by Microsoft? Do they just have to pay him to go away, or is it the contract carries over to Facebook? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Because there's some people that just got partnered with Mixer, like, on Friday, right? Like, hey, I'm finally partnered with Mixer. And they're like, oh, here's a gift card. That's what I'm hearing. Like, you're getting Xbox gift cards. Yeah, but I think, like, a lot of the employees that worked for Mixer were the ones that weren't informed of it. Um, I don't mm. imagine like any streaming personalities. I don't think we'll ever, uh, we might, but I doubt we ever get details on how those contracts actually, actually look. Either those contracts are going to be inherited by Facebook gaming or Microsoft is going to have to pay out because of the break of contract, I would imagine. Sure. And I'm sure there's some pretty vicious uh, NDCs. Yeah, I would bet. Am I saying NCDs? NDCs, is that right? Non-disclosures? Um, yeah, I mean, really, it's, it's violation of NDAs, NDAs, that's the word I was looking for, non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, I mean, really, it would just be, you know, if they're going to lawyer up, and when you're talking like 130 mil, isn't that the number you threw around? Like, no, 20 to 30 mil for just Ninja, but if you think of everybody, there's hundreds of millions probably put in. Well, it turns out if I'm getting 30 million paid, I can probably afford a lawyer to go to bat for me, you know what I mean? Right, but do you want to go against Microsoft's lawyer, is what I'm saying, if you break your NDA? (laughs) No comment. No. no comment. Yeah, no way, dude. They're going to put on their big boy pants and it would be ugly. Yeah. You're ne- we're never going to know what that deal is. But I-, I have a feeling we see Ninja on Facebook. One thing I want to say about Facebook is there's been plenty of times where I've just been scrolling down my timeline, click the video, and then continue scrolling, and then a stream will pop up. So I think there's actually a lot of potential just for more like organic growth uh, to where it's not even word of mouth. It's just you stumbling upon it just because of some of the interest. If they're streaming a game that you like, that might actually pop up on your Facebook and uh, you, you all you might become a, a, a viewer. Yeah, and they also, their numbers are a bit inflated on that too because someone can just roll by stream and they count that as a view. I'm with Tony on this. I think this is a good organic way for Facebook to take it to the next level personally. Like, mm. I mean, they already have the individuals that are in Facebook. They already have the users and they could really source, you know, online, like watching somebody entertain you while playing games to an audience that they've never tapped into before. You know, like Twitch and Mixer, like you know, normally younger generations that are going for that content. Whereas in this place, I think this is like your aunt's or your grandmother's Facebook account. And maybe they're tapping into individuals that haven't traditionally watched gaming as entertainment. Yeah. One of the recent ones I actually strolled upon was uh, Ronda Rousey playing Mortal Kombat 11. What? Yes. I would watch that. Well, she's a voice yeah, in that voice too. Of... She's a voice in that. Yep. She's Sonya. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. And that made a lot of people mad because she's, said some things about the trans community and her voice acting in it sucks. She's yeah, like, it's not the greatest. <laughs> she just is like, oh, I just showed up and like read it. She's reading it with the like, no emotion. She's getting paid, man. She's not worried about it. She's made money. She's like, everything was first take. All right, I'm done. Like, I think the guys that were recording her were scared. She kicked yeah. their ass probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's good. Yeah, can you blame them? It's Ronda Rousey, man. Yeah, she does. <laughs> But uh, she has a huge following. Um, she had a small stint in uh, the WWE, so I'm sure she picked on fans there. A lot of her look at as her like the pioneer of women's MMA. Easily. Um, and so I think that, you know, just like I said, I came across it. I wasn't necessarily going to stick around, but I imagine that there are a lot of people that would just, yeah. to, just to watch her. When they snagged uh, Zero from the Smash community, too, he's been on Facebook Gaming. He's the He was arguably the best Smash 4 player. He's probably one of the still the best, but he's not competing anymore. But his YouTube channel has hit like a million views really fast. It's interesting the names they got. Facebook has tapped into everywhere so well, and their algorithms know like humans, like what they want to see. 
and Shelby and I have been talking off screen because we've been streaming on Twitch, but we've been talking about where do we, if we put a flag in to stream somewhere, where do we go? Because I don't have, like, I don't have a Facebook anymore because it became so, like, horrible to read, like, your third cousin's political views that you're like, what, you can't even read, or uh, I'm surprised you know how to use this computer, just things there. I just didn't like going to it, but there's so many eyes on Facebook still. Yeah, and as an aside, they actually just announced recently that they're doing away with Oculus Go, which I thought was Whoa. a shocking move, Facebook is. Um, I wonder why. Because I thought that was, yeah, I'm not sure either. Well, everything is makes it look like Microsoft is handing it to Facebook, but I'm sure they're paying it, paying for it in one way or another. Yeah. But I thought it would be weird that they would, you know, pick up Mixer and then drop Oculus Go. And maybe they're trying to go for the more, maybe not hardcore player, more like baseline players in this move who knows the current gamer like the i think the vr gamer is it's not accessible to everybody yet true right but i mean oculus go was that dream right was you buy a headset and you can just throw it on you don't need a, a high scale gaming computer to run it right that's what that product was for is it really the dream like i that's not like my gaming dream i want it, a microchip in my head I want to be plugged into the matrix. That's the dream, bro. Give me the pill that makes me think everything is, I don't want to know about the real world. Put my fleshy body in the tube. I'm good. Sign me up. I just want to know Kung Fu. Speaking of not wanting to know about the real world, Casey, why don't you take us to our next story? Man, (laughs) the real world, dude, 2020 sucks. Let's uh, go there. Minus, you know, Tony being a new dad, that was that's good, right? That's, good. that's been a blessing, and we yeah, all have that. Right, I'll yeah. give that to Tony. <laughs> Everybody in the gaming media and gaming world, there's a lot of really nasty people, and it's coming out to light that this week uh, a bunch of former IGN employees have been speaking about past working conditions. Most importantly is Callie Plaguey, Plaguey is how you say her name, and she was recounting her experiences with their boss. The one guy's name is Steve Butts, which... Like, I don't know how you did Jake, that guy, seriously. She she basically has been scared to talk about this story for the last few years. She has uh, had a lot of anxiety panic attacks about it, where they, uh, his name was Tao. And uh, the story is Steve Tao and then Casey Lynch, who sexually harassed uh, them too. There's been, it's just been a bunch of men at IGN creating a toxic workplace. Nice. Then... Uh, there was another gentleman who talked about that his working freelance, and now he works for Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Um, he was saying that his time at IGN, he was forced to write uh, a certain thought or some gossip into an article that he didn't feel comfortable writing. And then they made him put in his article, and it affects his credibility as a news reporter, Red Games reporter. And he was forced to put something on his name on something that he wanted off of. So they create all these hostile work environments. Then we have big streamers coming out. You know, there's a Dota player that just got, I don't, I, it's easy to say me too, but it's come out that he has allegedly raped someone. And I'm going to say allegedly because I, we don't know. Uh, I know what's going on. T- Tony, you said in the Destiny community, there was someone that just came out speaking oh, that was also on Mixer. Well, well, no, not that's King Cathal and he's actually moving to Facebook. Oh, moving gaming. Facebook. Okay. But, um, he was uh he knows all these people uh because they have big conventions destiny con or guardian con rather it was called um and actually this guy say no to rage was actually banned two years ago for being inappropriate with um another streamer Mm. um and now he had put out an apology uh but really he defended himself more than he apologized uh it wasn't anything as far as you know rape or anything like that or alleged rape 
Um, but there's a lot of like touching and he was really drunk and things like that. And it seems like his recollection isn't mi- mixing with the female's recollection. And he's kind of starting to defend himself also. Mm. Um, that was part of it. Uh, the more shocking part of um, really what's going on in the Destiny community is the BSK clan. Um, they're one of the biggest clans in Destiny that goes for world first on raids and they do uh, carries for uh, what's called Trials of Osiris, which is like the most competitive part of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a secret Discord where they're actually trading nudes of, of other females uh, that Whoa. they would allegedly get from, you know, kind of coercing them into it or, or however. Um, and this clan is actually turning out, or I shouldn't say the whole clan, but certain members of the clan are turning out to have been, you know, a big part of this and also a part of another uh, group or associated with another group called Orange Justice that actually goes around and collects IPs from different streamers and things like that and kind of stream snipes them, gets them cut off of the game and stuff like that. So uh, Gathalion... Uh, which is one of the big streamers for Destiny, who, like I said, from Mixers going to Facebook Gaming, uh, when he was going for Worlds First for the Black Armory raid, I believe it was, he kept getting disconnected. And the culprit, they believe, is Orange Justice, and Orange Justice is attached to the BSK clan, which features Luminosity and all these other big-name streamers who are out there trading pictures of women uh, in their secret Discord. So it's a whole weekend, I think, in Destiny that was really going on. Um, really starting with Say No to Rage. Um, the female finally came out and told her story. Uh, Gathalion backed it up and said that I banned this guy from DestiCon two years ago and it just snowballed from there. It's it's crazy how nasty and toxic a lot of these communities are. And the gentleman I was trying to talk about earlier, his name is Mitch Dreyer, and he now works for... Uh, he's a writer for Star Wars Squadron and Battlefront 2, and he's at Motive Montreal. And it's... That the grooming thing is really gross. There's actually I'm big in the Pokemon community too, and there's people talking about in the VGC community that people are now coming out talking about like, hey, I was in a situation. It was a guy talking about a woman sexually accosting him, right? And his friends being like, oh, don't be a wimp about it. Like, dude, you, you got like they're trying to make him feel. Bad. He's like, I was I was passed out and she was trying to take advantage of me. And it's interesting because you know as guys. Joe Rogan always talks about it in stand-up, like, no one cares about boys, like, you know, like, it's just, oh, this happens to me, but it's, I don't know where all this nastiness is coming from, and why it's in the gaming world. Is it because it's so men-heavy? Is it because of how these guys were raised as individuals? I look at it different, too, and I think, Tony, you might will, and Shelby, you probably think of it way different, having girls. Like, I want my daughter to play games, but I don't want her to be harassed, and I don't want my son to be one of these scumbags that do that. But what what is causing this problem in the gaming community? Because I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get what would push people to do that. Like, that grooming thing where people are passing nudes, that's gross, and that's highly illegal, especially if they're, if there's anyone underage, they're all in trouble. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You know, I mean, I think... I mean, you can only control so much, right? And that doesn't give these individuals an excuse for what they've done. And they should be um, reprimanded for the actions that they've taken, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of, like, what you can do when you go home after listening to this podcast is take care of your family. Take care of your network and try to lead those individuals that are close to you down the right path. You know, the three of us here are fathers. So we have to take it upon ourselves to put individuals into this world that lift up others and treat them with the most respect they can, um, no matter what walk of life it is. Um, 
And I think that's how you do it is you do it one person at a time and you just try to take on your own network and try to be that positive influence in a community. Like if you're seeing this bad stuff happen within a discord or a community that you're a part of, you know, try to course correct without offending, you know, lead them down the right path. And if it comes to it, then, you know, take action that you need to report the server manager, whatever the case may be. So that's my 10 cents. Um, It's just too bad that there are so many individuals that are negatively affected by the happenings and it seems like it's a domino effect right so one person refuses to be silent and then others continue to come out which i think is good it's just too bad that there has to be that breaking point to cause individuals to come out like people should be able to come out at any point when this nasty stuff happens and occurs you know i think too i think of Callie. i'm i'm a big fan of her work she gets a lot of trash for her reviews. She's an editor at GameSpot now, and she writes really good game editorials, but she totally gets treated differently because she's a woman. And it's if a guy said the same things, people respond different. You can see it in like uh, the Pokemon community. A guy will say something that she said, and they totally go down her throat. She She's famous for like saying the Pokemon remake was, there's too much water. Because if you've ever played, like, Pokemon, Red, Ruby, or Sapphire, there's a big water... There is a lot of water into it. It's actually a very valid complaint when you think about it. And the remake was not great, because they kind of just mailed it in and pushed in some stuff. But it's... I don't know, man. It's just these dudes that I feel like live in mom's basement and have so much rage because they're unhappy with their lives, and they attack people. The trolls on the internet are a problem. It, it really is. Because people can live in an animated animidity here... And say whatever they want with no consequences. Like, if you say that stuff in real life, you're gonna get you're gonna get just beat up, you know, horribly. Like, I I would be uh, Alana Pierce who who down with um, Funhouse. She used to be at IGN. She's been cited in scholarly papers where she would take like Facebook comments that she got where she was getting threatened to get raped or I hope someone kill you, and she'd look the boy the guys up and they'd be like 13 year old kids and she'd go hey and find their moms. And send the comments to their mom, which I think is great. I think that needs to happen more. But when dudes on Twitter is named like "You Suck 5000 right, or "Trolley Face Man One Hundred, and he has the egg as a logo, how do you how do you hold that person accountable? I think that should be everybody's mo. Like, if you're about to put something online, think to yourself, "Would my mother appreciate this?" Right. Well, I think of that South Park too, where Kyle's dad is like the biggest troll. Tony, you watch South Park? Do you know what I'm talking about? You, I yeah. do watch South Park. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, like, he's like a normal guy, lawyer, happy, but, like, who are these dudes, or women, too, I'm not going to sing a lot, there's probably women doing it, too, that have so much venom in their body just to write something so hateful online, like, I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't get why people would treat each other like that, and it's sad. Gaming's supposed to be fun. They actually think that it's fun, and it's, it's crazy. I know. They get off on it in a weird way, you know? I would feel gross if what made me happy was putting others down. Yeah. And like today, like, so I'm big in the mixed martial arts community and there's analysts in the martial arts community and he was like four and five as a fighter. So he's under 500 fighter, but he was like a heavy metal artist. He's a great analyst. And this person goes, why would someone listen to this guy that had a losing record? And so to me, I, I kind of like, I want to school the person, but I'm like, nope, it's not worth my time. It's not worth the troll. Cause like, if you study real martial arts, like Muay Thai is like the biggest combat sport in Thailand. Right. And they don't ask people in Thailand that they start fighting when they're seven. And there's people like uh, Sanchai, he has over 300 fights. And he's like a 700, uh, the 70 average fighter. But he's a legend. 
And the thing ties say to each other in that it's, they say, how many fights have you had? They don't care about your wins. They want to know about the journey as a martial artist. And so, like, people like to just put people down for anything. Like, that dude's out there, he's done it. He, he should be an analyst because he's competed. Or Callie Plaguey has earned her right to be an editor. You shouldn't put her down because she's out of position power because she's a woman. You should judge her by her work, and her work is great. I just don't, dude. I feel like I feel like I need to get you a cape and like set you out on the streets, and just, like... <laughs> and just have me beat up people. Yeah, that'd be great. Tony, any more thoughts on that? Yeah, I think uh, just all the way from the top, from people working in the industry to streamers to players, um, women have really just been getting it hard, and I mean, we gotta look out for them. I mean, uh, they get trolled in every group that I'm yeah. in every time they say anything, and a million people come to defend them. But it's For like, sure. why are these people even in here if that's how they feel? And that's why I worry about like some of these streamers. Is like, you kind of attract a following um, that's kind of like not really necessarily based off of your personality, but you know, with similar interests and things like that. Sort of like all these people that are following all these horrible people all horrible also and i mean no the answer is no of course and i hope they would stand mm-hmm. up for what's right also but and not all of them are and some of them love the troll and they love what these other people are doing they think it's funny that this guy is sending news of all these women and things like that because that's something that they would do so hopefully just that the whole gaming industry can just x all these people out cancel them grow up a little bit right <laughs> My sister games, and she was actually on the cast last yeah. week, and we were talking. Um, you know, we she's been gaming for a while, kind of got back into it later in life. But I got her to play Apex Legends when okay. Apex started coming out, and um, how it was how it was is I didn't have a headset, so people wouldn't talk to me or I wouldn't be able to speak. So we'd get in like a threesome with somebody, and then she would be the lead. And the stuff that we heard, like the way people treated her just because she was a woman in in that environment, was like made my skin crawl. And it wasn't something that I had seen personally. You know what I mean? I never experienced that as a male. So it's it's bad. Just be nice to one another, yeah. you know? D-B-A-D. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. And if someone <laughs> tells you you're a, a SJW or a white knight, who cares? But that's the one thing, like, people come back and say, oh, white knight here. Because there are dudes who are doing it for the wrong reasons because they're trying to get in good graces with a woman. Right? They're like, oh, maybe she'll be my internet girlfriend. There is cases of that. And that's messed up, too. Like the, the internet girlfriends or girlfriends, Casey. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, Shelby. Okay. No, don't be a simp, <laughs> as the kids say. Okay, so that's that's enough of that. Let's move on to some happier news. And instead of doing a third news story, what I uh, suggest we do for our third news story is just cover like some of the new releases that came out. There's been a lot of cool announcements that have come out out of a couple of different. Um, reveals if you will i know playstation had some stuff um so i'm just going to hit some stuff that i found interesting and you guys can feel free to chime in or add to it uh first one on this list pokemon snap who saw that coming and they're gonna announce some other game they got like we got more we're just gonna wait till next week so i i'm so excited i've wanted a new pokemon snap for years i never would have guessed I, I never, I never oh, in a world would have imagined that a Snap game would come out. Did you play Snap? I did not play Snap. I played a little bit of Snap. I didn't get every, I didn't collect Dude. them all, okay? Yeah. But, uh... Let me ask you this. Did you go to Blockbuster as a kid in middle school and rent Pokemon Snap from Blockbuster? Definitely did that, yes. 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 I wouldn't say I did it religiously, but, I mean, I enjoyed it. I remember it. I remember enjoying it. It was cool. As is tradition. It's the child, it's the 90s child tradition. Blockbuster Pokemon Snap. That's where I know everybody got that Listen, game. No one can see this, but I'm shaking my head. Pokemon Snap is not a good game. 
It is so. Wow, Jerry. It is you're so right, Tony. I think boring. you're right. <laughs> I never understood. Look, someone described it to me as that you're kind of hunting Pokemon and it's a rail shooter. Yeah, it is. Oh, gosh. No. That's a good description. That's a good description. <laughs> it, it, it's not a bad description, but at the same time, you're just taking pictures of Pokemon. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I can find pictures of Pokemon on the internet. Wow. Right? Like, yeah, you're right. The internet kind of totally takes it away, too. It's like, let me Google a picture of. And I, yeah. and throw apples at them. What? Yeah. Or you throw poison gas to make the Magikarp turn into a Gyarados. No, it's not like an amazing game, but if you are, let's say, eight or even like a five-year-old. They're, they could find them. That's like a perfect game for like a new young gamer. I can see a lot of young gamers coming to that, and kids just love Pokemon. Actually, billions of people, adults love Pokemon. I love Pokemon. Um, and you want to, the thing you're also chasing, it, it becomes about the score. Oh, my picture got, what's the rating? What's the rating? But it's not like the greatest game, but I think if, I'll agree with you on this, Tony. I don't think it's a $60 game. That is my biggest problem with it. If it was like $30, I'd probably pick it up. Yeah. I don't know if I could pay $60 for it. And then knowing Nintendo, um, the best yeah. deal I'm ever going to get on it is $55. Right. Well, that's how I felt with yeah. uh, the remake of Link's Awakening. And I loved it as a kid. And then playing it last year, I was like, why did I pay 50 or 60 This is not. This is a Game Boy game that they just reskinned. It should have been like 30 bucks. And so I enjoyed it, but I felt it just pulled the rug right out from under me. I just can't even believe it exists. Like, I'm just, like, blown away. Like, Nintendo is the mad scientist who are just yes. like, yeah, okay. Like, okay, sure. Yeah, Pokemon Snap? Yeah, why not? Sure. Go do it. Show me. Uh, well, I, I do want to say that I'm not a hater, and I'm not mad that it exists. And I don't, I don't, I would never take that away from other people. Also, I want to add that it is available still on the Wii U if, you know, you're oh. one of the 10 million or so that got it. <laughs> and you can actually upload your pictures to the internet and print them out that way. So there's no need for a blockbuster uh, sticker kiosk uh, for anyone that's still uh, feeling nostalgia about that. That's right. No, you have to drive to the last blockbuster in the United <laughs> States, which I believe is in Oregon. They, they yeah. still got it, too. Huh? Is it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oregon and would. When, and, and when you get there, you better hope that it's available, because if it's not, you have to come back tomorrow. I think that's where hipsters are created. They're made out in the back. They have, like, a thing that just like, opens up, and they print press hipsters over at the bar uh, last blockbuster that's gotta be hipster um, mecca for sure yeah hipster mecca for sure and uh kind of in that same vein another game that was announced recently was skaters never die ea is revamping right. skate yas i'm so excited <laughs> for this yeah that looks cool anyway. i'm excited i mean skate it's gonna now that tony hawk has been named too the next tony hawk mm-hmm. With Tony Hawk behind it, I'm curious if we're gonna have like, is this gonna be the next game more like, oh, which one do you play? Dude, What'd you get? They're so different. They're so different. <laughs> skate is like a skate simulator, and Tony Hawk is like an arcade skateboard game. That's how I would describe that. Mm. It's like it's like comparing, and maybe this is a bad example. So let me think of another one. It's like comparing Burnout and Gran Turismo. Like Gran Turismo, you can go in and tweak every gear. Burnout, like you're just bouncing off of walls and wrecking things. Yeah. Um, Crash 4 also announced. Crash Bandicoot 4? Yep, Crash Bandicoot 4. I'm excited about this, personally. I I have some love for Crash. And then I'm also super jacked about Rocksteady's new project, which is Suicide Squad. Rocksteady of Arkham Knight fame. Now, Suicide Squad, like the the movie and the, the comic book series? Yes. Yeah, so Rocksteady is going to be doing a Suicide Squad game, 
which is awesome because I like those Arkham games and it's going to be cool to get them some more material and characters to flesh out. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Um, I know for me too, some other games that are coming out pretty soon, that Ninjala comes out on the Switch. That looks like it could be either... I don't know if you know about... They like did a trial run where people could play it and only like eight people got to play it online because the online was so bad or so blogged down. But it looks like this really cool party game, kind of like a Power Stone beat em up racing ninja game i i the trailers look for it really cool um and i know part for mario or the was it the origami mario mm-hmm. i should know this better yeah um yeah origami mario there's like a title yes. to it but it looks really cool that looks that looks like a really cool art style in my opinion the origami take on mario world is great paper mario the origami king there we go what it's called. yeah yeah i there's a lot of good games i mean i i know for me too uh that that's one that i would be afraid to buy because it would be going on my backlog. Uh, which of these games would you buy? Like, if you couldn't get in trouble with me or I get in trouble with you, which one would you go snag? I am not the right person to ask. Um, I don't. I don't normally ever buy games at launch. That's just kind of how I am. Oh. I I don't normally buy games until they're at least a year old. Um, for a couple reasons. One, I don't like to play games that are half baked. Um, in other words, if they launch without solid code, I want to know about it. So normally I wait a little while they're also cheaper if I wait some, a little bit of time. And, um, normally it depends on where they rank on game of the year lists for me. So cyberpunk, I, cause you love the Witcher, you wouldn't buy uh, that. That's true. Yeah. I'll buy cyberpunk. And that got, that got pushed back to November. Yeah, but it's okay. Take your time. Let, let, let that beautiful, let that beautiful baby come out. Beautiful. But just let it bake. Let it simmer. Let's get just that. Um, do you have any games you're waiting for, Tony? Not really. Um, Not really. I'm kind of going off the backlog. Uh, going off of what Shelby said is that, you know, if you wait a little while, I mean, you could probably get the game with the DLC expansions, all that for right. the price of the game originally or cheaper, um, you know, depending on how long you wait. You know, it might become a PS, uh, you know, game of the month or a Xbox Game Pass game. You never know. I mean, so... I uh, tend to not really buy any game unless I'm really excited. And the last one I was was Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I bought that. And Streets of Rage 4, yeah. it sounds like, too. Streets of Rage 4, but that was only $25. Yeah, that's it's worth it. I, I think, do you think that comes with maturity, too? Like, when we were younger, we could just buy a game and, like, hope it was for the best. Oh, whatever, but now our time is, like, we need to use it so sparse, or our time so sparse, we want to <laughs> get the most out of our gaming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny how that works. You know, the whole script gets flipped. You grow up and uh, money or time is more important than money. Whereas before, money was more important than time. So it's kind of weird how the world mm-hmm. works. Too much to play. Too many good games. I know. You got to play your games, right? You got to play what you Play got. your games. Play your game. That's right. That's right. Well, cool. And then I saw a couple of other new releases, which I'm excited for. Um, the Cat with the Backpack. Stray, I think it's called. I have no idea what the game means. I, I, I think the title cool. should be called. The, is that what's called? The Cat with the Backpack? No, it's called Stray, oh. but it's a cat in the cyberpunk future with a backpack on. So, you know, it's going to be good. I like your title better. Cat with I the would backpack. buy that game. Oh, Cat with a Backpack? Yeah, right. That sounds like a hipster uh, game. Yeah, so okay. more announcements to come, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, exciting times. This is about the time that uh, we would, well, E3 would have already concluded at this point. But it seems like now we're starting to get a dose of new content every couple of weeks. So it'll be exciting to see what else gets announced as uh, Microsoft steps up and starts to make their announcements. 
So shall we run over to email? I think we should just take a little jog over there. Uh, we our email you can email us at underpowered or emails at underpoweredmedia.com or you can join our Discord and drop questions in our Discord. We have a questions area. We are trying to grow that Discord community and we'd love to have more people come. So we'll start with this one first. Hi gentlemen. Thank you for the podcast. I've been really enjoying it. I've only looking for more material to listen to over COVID. I've got a lot of free time on my hand. And I wanted to know, if you could only eat burgers, pizza, or tacos, what would you pick? Jeff from Tacoma. You can only pick one. It's the only thing you can eat for the rest of your life. Okay? That's what my understanding is. Taco, pizza, or burger. What are you taking? Oh, I'm taking the burger for sure. Really? Yeah, I love burgers. I feel like I could eat burgers like all the time. Would you mix it up with like a chicken burger or like a turkey patty? Okay. Does, yeah, does it? That was gonna be my next question. Does it have to be a hamburger? Because you could get creative. You could go salmon oh, burger, yeah. go chicken burger. I don't know if you guys have had these buffalo chickpea morning star um, patties. Bomb. Highly recommend. I've had those Impossible burgers, which are the chick. They're like the. Chickpea patties. They're not bad. I'm not vegan, but I've tried them. I was like, oh, this is, this is What about you, Tony? Uh, it's burgers all day. Really? Uh, just one of the favorite foods. And, I mean, you throw some different toppings on it. I mean, it's a different meal every day. True. Um, and also grilled burgers, you know, are just the best. Uh, a charcoal grill? Uh, yes. I mean... I'm a little mixed on charcoal grills, honestly. I feel like it's an unnecessary flavor. I feel like I can flavor. Are you, are you Hank Hill? Are you Hank Hill? Taste the meat, not the heat? I mean, are, we, are we trying to get that? Like I said, I don't mind it. I mean, so if, if I'm eating burgers every day, maybe one of those days is a charcoal burger. I mean, is Burger King anyone's favorite in here? Let's let me ask that question. Is someone going like that? If you pick a fast food burger, are you going is Burger King your first shot? No way. We're losing them as a sponsor right now at any time, by the way. Just throwing that out there. I've gotten food poisoning four times in my life. Three times it was from Burger King. I'm not joking. I'm like very anti-Burger King. I don't wow. care. Wow. Yeah. There goes our endorsement deal, Casey. Thanks, man. I heard they're chicken tenders. Are you done with Burger King at this point? Oh, I would never risk it. No, dude. Like the third one, I was like, ah, let me, you know, fool me once. Ugh. For me, I'd pick the tacos. Really? Yeah, I love a street taco, dude. And you can do whatever. You can do all sorts of meat. And like, I'd like to eat shrimp still. I don't think a shrimp burger would be really great. Never lived until you've had shrimp on a burger, dude. <laughs> would you just take a bunch of shrimp and process it into a patty? And it's just like, is it like imitation shrimp? Like imitation uh, I, crab with a K? I think I've seen yeah. that on like eat... one of these cooking shows, like MasterChef or something like that, where someone tried to make a shrimp burger. I don't think Gordon liked it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, maybe as a slider you could have it like i'm like a hawaiian roll you know but no no dude a good street taco for sure i i love uh, my wife like once a month will make carnitas and like oh. dude and I like, can, like, can i just say that i love that you started by saying you know i got food poisoning three times from burger king but i'm gonna choose the street tacos like that's not inherently gonna make no i mean that is a st- that's a style of taco See, bro when you say street tacos come on i'm thinking obviously like, i'm with little the the pop-up truck on the corner it's like that but that's the style in that it's a small tortilla you have cilantro onions and then some type of meat like i'm not talking taco bell I'm not, and that's like when something's eighty percent meat. Let's be real; it's not meat, you know. Like when they have to put that, our beef is eighty percent meat. What? Like, let come again? A crock pot? You can cook whatever in a taco. And what are you gonna do for breakfast? You guys are just gonna have. I guess you could have breakfast burger sandwiches, touche. But I could like turn that taco into a breakfast burrito, easy. 
I'm liking the variety on the burger, right? Because, I mean, burgers comes in all shape and sizes. You know what I mean? You could have a big burger. You could get a Five Guys burger. You could get a McDonald's burger. Very different burgers on the burger scale. There. See, okay, I'm going to go on the health angle. All that bread would make my ass huge. Like, I would be, after about a month, just bloated like crazy. Can't can't do it. Sometimes you got to risk a little to gain a little. You know what I mean, Tony? I'm with you. Well, could you just do the the lettuce the lettuce wrap? I guess you could do that too, right? Go five guys style. There you go. That's a burger, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. You guys might be selling me, and I do love In and Out. That is God tier burger. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, I'm Team Burger. I've changed my mind. Tacos, I love you. <laughs> no one. I'm surprised. I thought we'd be split, but the argument for burgers was there. All right, our next question. Hey guys, really enjoy the show. I love hearing about Shelby and Casey talking video games with their kids. I'm curious, what gaming or movie experience do you want to share with your kids first? This is from Sally in Birion. Tony, what, uh, my bad dude, sorry. What, you have the youngest kid in here, what are you looking forward to the most, like movies, gaming wise, to share with them or him? So I've, I've kind of had this plan for a oh, while. Okay. Um, <laughs> I read an article where someone wanted to do an experiment. Ooh, I like this. Well, a, di- a whole bunch of different experiments on their child um, as they're getting older. Um, their wife vetoed most of them. Experiments? That's how he explained them. Uh, okay. <laughs> his wife vetoed most of them, except for the one about video games. So his idea was to really okay. just start them at the base level of uh, Atari and move their way up um, as they get older and get them to experience the games the way he did. Um, now I never really played Atari. It's not really my thing. I have played it at this point. Um, Pong is great. That's, uh, that's where I'll stop. But, um, my plan is really, I have an NES classic, a SNES classic and a, uh, Genesis, uh, and really just have him play through those games. He didn't need to play through all the games I played through, but if he can experience, you know, Mario and Metroid and Castlevania and things like that, and then move on to Super Mario World, and of course I I hacked my SNES uh, Classic and put Turtles in Time on there. (gasps) That's illegal, but awesome. (laughs) Um, So, uh, and to really just get him through, you know, all those systems. Um, I haven't really decided what I'm going to do when I get the PlayStation or a Nintendo 64, but uh, for those early systems, that, that that's my plan. I have the SNES Classic, too. And my son has started playing Link's, uh, Link to the Past. And it's something I try not to push, you know, like I wanted to like gaming. And so, like, when he did that, I was so ecstatic. I was like, yes, it's finally happening. And he really likes it. <laughs> like, the, the first one for me was I wanted to see which Pokemon starter he'd pick. So my mom loves Build-A-Bear. And we took him to Build-A-Bear because they had... I got him a Pikachu when he was, like about your son's age because they had the special builder pikachu and his name my son's name's asher so i call him ash for short right and that was totally plotted by me when my wife said it i fully admitted it a couple times on there i saw the end for a pokemon reference i'm like yes and i kept it quiet till after he was born and my brother-in-law blew it he's like isn't that a pokemon reference? anyway uh so when we went to build a bear he had to choose one of the three stuffed animals and he was about two maybe almost three at that point right and they had bulbasaur charmander and squirrel bear and I was really curious. I'm like, what is he going to pick? What is he going to pick? Like, what would he be drawn to? And I thought it'd be Charmander maybe because of the color. And he went Squirtle. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. And to this day, he's like, I'm a water trainer, Dad. I like water. Star- like, he has, like, <laughs> that is his camp. He has doubled down on it. Like, if it's a water Pokemon, he, except for the the, the seal one in Sun and Moon. He's like, because ah, it looks like a girl. It's got the, it's a mermaid. So he, he, he went Rowlet there because he likes owls. But, uh. 
No, I for gaming that's it. In movies, it's been kind of different too because they put they put movies like I I want my kids to like I really want the superhero movies, but my wife thinks they're like a little too intense for them sometimes. So I'll show them that. Like no, you need to show I'm him a, Avengers two like right away. Oh. No, Avengers one. <laughs> no, he watches he watches like the cartoon. He really wants to watch Black Panther. That's like the one. I'm like it's a great oh. movie. And it's PG thirteen. It's a great movie, but it's PG thirteen. He's five. But I'm also showing him One Piece, and so like he's that's on Netflix now, and he's really into that. And Avatar, dude, I um, watched True Lies I when I was like four. Okay, it was all right. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, no, I I think it's a great time to uh, introduce your kids to anything and everything. Like I can't tell you how many times I've gone through Disney Plus, and I'm like, oh yeah, you need to watch this. This is a rite of passage. Oh yeah, you yeah. have to watch this too. Like I remember watching my daughter watch Lion King in the scene where the dad gets thrown, and oh, I'm like, yeah. okay. What's going to happen? Like, like I remember going through this about your age. What's going to happen? So just like different experiences like that. There's definitely a... What happened? Uh, she got really quiet and went on. Went on about her day. No conversation? No conversation. Nothing. Oh, you nothing. Uh-uh. So my, my grandfather had just died. And we went and saw the remake of Lion King. And there was a lot of discussion about death this summer because of that movie. And, that, and I was like, whoa... Uh, and so I was like, it, that's been a, and then my grandmother passed away like a month later. So my four year old like, had a lot of questions about death this year. Yeah. You, you lucked out. <laughs> I'm going to let you know. That's a hard conversation. When your kid asks you, are you going to die someday? You have to really think critical. Cause we talked to a couple friends of ours. What would you say to your kid? Is this, this gaming podcast gets so serious when we're dying here. <laughs> has you, has uh, your daughter asked you that? Uh, no. No, but I mean, you know, it's it's come up in maybe not direct conversation, but my mother had to put had to put her dog to rest recently. So, I mean, like, Mm, we kind of had to address it. But, you know, I think that death is a cycle of life in terms Mm -hmm. of getting deep here. Like, I think that's part of, you know, you can't have good days without bad days. And I think there's yin to yang. And um, that's my personal philosophy so i'm excited when it happens it happens i remember that day that like i remember i figured it all out like it still scars me to this day i remember the exact moment i figured it out and it's like a heavy thing to come to terms with but uh you know it happens the thing is like we have to celebrate the good times i'm excited to walk my my daughter through um you know the early games the marios a lot of the 2d platformers Mm -hmm. i'm of the opinion that like you should definitely look at the old stuff, but, you know, let's play the best version of that. You know, let's play the best version yeah. of 2D Mario. Let's, like, respect the NES Mario, but at the same time, like, let's just play the new stuff. Well, and the new stuff's good, too, and I like playing the hard stuff. It's interesting what conversations come up. Like, that one was hard. Like, we're telling Tony. Tony's like, oh, things to think of, like, as this comes as a dad. Like, <laughs> it's stuff you don't think about. I remember, and so, like, I told my son that, like, I, I have the policy that I'm going to be honest. I said, yeah, I'm, someday I'm going to die. And the big thing was, though, that I printed, I wanted to imprint, and I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can. You know, I can't, I don't know, I can't predict the future. But the one thing is, I'm always in your heart. That's why I always tell him, I'm always in your heart. And so, because that's all you can do is, is, is imprint the memory that you have together. I don't want him to ever look back and I don't want to be a bad dad, but I don't want to, you see the Santa talk too is the one that I'm most scared of because I have this whole philosophy of like, don't lie to your kid. And so he's, he's starting to kind of like, hmm, 
this doesn't make any sense, like, how he does this. And I, I, if he asks me directly, I'm going to be like, I've gone, he asked me one time, and I go, well, what do you think? He goes, I think he's kind of real and kind of fake. And I go, let's go with that. Because I, I didn't want the innocence fully crushed because he's, he's four. I think that's a little too I, young. I think maybe in the next year. I can't wait for the day that we play poker together because you are just going to melt. It's going to be great. No, that's fine. I can totally screw someone over that's not my family. Oh, good. Like, I have no problem doing <laughs> good. that. Good. That's great news. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, I, if you don't remember the first month of the Backlog Challenge, I have no problem bringing out surprises and holding my cards tight here. I know, and you're about to do it again this month. I can feel it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you see that? See that shrug? Yeah. This is where I would. This is where I would call him, Tony. You know what I mean? I'd call or make him go all in on this brown. See, my secret is I go all in everywhere. No, um, <laughs> I doubled down. Tony, do you have any movies you want to watch with your son that, like, you think of that, like, oh, this is a movie that has to be um, the one? Really, all I can think of is Lion King and Aladdin. Uh, which is really strange since um, you know both those remakes just came out, and then it kind of like throws up like which ones do I show mm-hmm. him? I guess eventually I'll, I, he he gets to see both, um, but I think you have to start with a cartoon, yeah. uh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. The Lion King cartoon is much better than the remake. I felt like I think it loses. I lost something in the remake. Like, and I I like the Aladdin remake a lot. I still think the cartoon is the best. I like the Aladdin remake. Yes. But I thought yeah. it was really good, and I know it got like mixed reviews the music yeah it was pretty it was amazing in aladdin dude the um the prince alibaba song that they sing that is so good that version of that and then the whole dance to it i was like this is great that was great Mm -hmm. yeah aladdin's Um, a good one but i i have a collection of uh vhs's um obviously i'm not going to make them watch the vhs's but a lot of those movies you know there's the toy story there's uh Mm -hmm. It, it, it seems like things that I'm going to want to watch that he's going to end up watching. Like, I was a really big fan of the Tom and Jerry movie um, uh-huh. <laughs> where they uh, they talk in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> so, that. So, yeah, so I think that uh, a lot of those movies are just going to be me rehashing my childhood with him. And that, that's really, like, the same with the game. Until they're like, Dad, this sucks. And you're like, no, it doesn't. It's great. I know. You <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's the worst when you think they're going to really like something that you love and they hate it. They hate it. And you're like, no. Like, it's karma. Like, my son, I really want to get a dog, and my son does not really care for dogs. I'm like, I have done something wrong. I did, I, I made something bad. Well, like, the Ninja Turtle movies, too. I'm sure you have some nostalgia for those or memories of those. Like, I remember showing that to my son when he was, like, three. Because I remember seeing it in the theater when I was four or five. And that first one, it's not, it's not over the top. I still think it's fine. But I was like, oh, this has a lot of heavier themes than I realized because it was over my head as a kid. And so I'm watching it with him hoping, like, yeah, I'm hoping this stuff's over his head, too. And it's just more like, oh, the turtles are so cool. Raphael's his favorite because of those movies. And, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love the turtles. Same. Um, but have you ever, guys, seen the turtles on tour? Oh, no, what is this? It, is that the the music, the musical one? Yeah. I saw that yeah. live. In con- <laughs> I went to that concert when I was five. That was my first concert, dude. I love that. All right, Shelby. You just have to watch yes, it just so for bad. the just for the laughs because it is it is extremely strange mm-hmm. and there's a lot of um, promotion that they did to go along with it where they went to go see Oprah and there's just a lot of awkward questions that were asked like they asked uh <laughs> they asked if any of them date April yeah that was and and the turtles are like uh, Oprah that's that's illegal that's like interspecies <laughs> relationships so like it is, and there's like a bunch of kids sitting around like it's super awkward. Uh, but as far as like the tour, with uh, it's called "Coming Out of Our Shell." Yes. What? And it is just—you've never heard of this? It's great. 
It is great. <laughs> Wait, so is this a musical or what is this? Kind of. It they're they're a rock band and so they perform like who's on guitar? I think oh Donatello's on guitar. This video looks like it's of my nightmares. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This isn't even the real Ninja Turtle costume, well, dude. It, it is weird. Um, I don't think they have, like, shells when they're wearing their little outfits or something. No. Or they're, like, barely shown or something. So. <laughs> oh, and by outfits, do you mean their denim vests? What they're, gets more 80s than denim vests, uh, by the they're way? They're Canadian tuxedos, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but check this out. Do you remember the theme song for Turtles in Time, either in the arcade or actually even... Uh, the SNES version, that is a song that they sing on this tour. No. Pizza Power. No. Yes, that's awesome. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Dude, they gave Donatello the keytar. Of course. Like, that is an insulting his intelligence. No, no. Like, he's supposed to be the smart one. They they give him a lot of credit because he's the one that made all the instruments. And I think the keytar is pretty fitting. Next level. It's pretty fitting because it's like electronica. Like Donatello's making all the tech. Like, come on, dude. And I think, is Mikey on drums, right? Yeah. No, Mikey's playing guitar and I think Raph's on drums. It's interesting. Of course Mikey's on drums. Mikey can't do anything else. He just eats pizza. No, he's on bass. I think he's the bass player. That would also oh make sense. Oh my gosh. Sense. And and then the mat the rat master has his solo. <laughs> yes. And now it's cutting two rocks skipping across a water. That was the only song I didn't oh like. Oh my gosh. How heavy is this, man? Have you ever skipped a rock? Yeah, it's it's uh I think we found the name of this podcast. Have you ever skipped a rock? Um, Well, I know what I'm doing for the next 94 minutes. uh Great. Shelby's got no kids, wife. Oh, no, is it that long? All right. I got one last email just to bring this thing in. Okay. This is from from Eric and Tracy. Would you rather always get stuck in traffic or always have a really slow internet connection? With COVID starting to change its numbers, I've noticed more people on the road, and I have this thought. Thanks, guys. Traffic? Yeah. <laughs> I would rather get stuck in traffic. Easy. You can listen to a podcast. You get some moments to yourself. Like, oh, sorry, honey. I'm That's just running late. And I can listen to, like, my fantasy football podcast. It would be great. you have to leave, like, earlier? Oh, man. That's a, that, that neither. Is neither an option? What's option C? Neither? Awesome. There is no such C. This is like Life is Strange. You only have Think about options. this. If you always had slow internet, we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> true yeah i mean i gotta take the internet i mean i play multiplayer games like you know destiny 2 was fun and without without internet capabilities it would have been a no-go so so you gotta you gotta take slow traffic i do i do i have to take the slow traffic and then i would get a motorcycle and just zip between all the cars and traffic is that okay in washington i know california can they do that in washington definitely not definitely legal in washington (laughs) it's legal in california (laughs) yeah I hate driving in California. That's one of the scariest things you can do. In like a commute, I, so I work two minutes from my school now. I'm like really close. Like it's a three minute drive. It's six if there's traffic. My commute doubles. But uh, it's kind of nice. But I do miss when I used to teach where I first taught for like five years. It was like 45 minutes, which was perfect in the morning. But then at home, it would either be if everything was right, I could do 45 minutes. Normal scenario was hour and a half. Worst, the worst it was ever was it was three hours. Yeah, dude, the internet's so important. I got videos to stream. I've got yeah, no, no. <laughs> Slow, put me in the traffic. I can be alone with my thoughts. I'm an only child. I'm used to just being locked in here. You're used to entertaining yourself. Yeah, I, dude, I miss. I people. I tell my wife this, and I'm like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Like, it's not that I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to hang out with anybody. 
I just want to be alone in a room. You you do that for most of your life. You appreciate it when you lose it. The, the the good news about being stuck in traffic too is if I had fast internet, I could stream the Teenage Mutant Turtles coming out of my shell tour <laughs> at any point of the day. That would make the anytime you're a lot down, slower, though. Wouldn't it? Anytime, anytime you feel sad. I think uh, when you listen to it, you're gonna realize that there's some bangers on there, and you might actually have to <laughs> oh, add sure. them to your phone and uh, <laughs> listen to them regularly. Because oh, I mean, really going back, I have to go back every once in a while and listen to some of those songs now. So I'm gonna have to change my ringtone now, aren't I? It's gonna, I'm gonna have to change it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you ever throw a rock get the splinter song please please oh, uh, i just uh i went to that i can't i i told i have so many vivid memories of that i just remember glow sticks oh. and glowing weapons and then my mom like she told me like we left after an hour because you were just like i was like four or five it was way she like i was ready for i was done i was like okay <laughs> i have this vivid memory of it being the greatest time of my life and my mom being like this was just horrible like it was just so like weird <laughs> this is <laughs> Yeah. Your mom's like, we paid for this. This is the worst decision we've ever made. This is the first concert I'm taking my son to. All right, weird. Uh, what am I doing? Oh my gosh, the Shredder costume is absolutely epic too. I don't know last time you've seen this or not, but it is bad. Oh my gosh, and this guy's washed out of art school. Listen, okay, it's so bad that it's good. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Uh, Tony the second, thank you so much for being with us tonight, dude. Um, we're gonna come back on your podcast here next week, so check us out there. Um, and I think you should come back and uh, talk to us after you're done with FF Seven, my friend. Yes, we want we oh, want some reviews. And it's yeah. player versus trivia, and you're on what platforms? Uh, Apple, Spotify, iHeart. Uh, Google, really, cool. where you get your podcast. Thanks, Tony, once again. And uh, if you want more from us, you can check us out on Twitter at underpoweredpod, on Instagram at under.powered. Feel free to drop us an email at emails at underpoweredmedia.com and check out our Discord as well. Casey? Yeah, please join our Discord. We want that community to grow. And then, Tony, what, what are your, where are you on Twitter? Um, at PVT Podcast. That's uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Player vs. Media Podcast. Cool. Well, thanks for being with us tonight, gang. Uh, We out. Play your games.